Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, what is your sticking point with God? Let's be honest with each other for a moment. You have one, I have one, we all do. What is your sticking point with God? I'm not talking about the minor frustrations or annoyances. Sure, we all have those too. You know, missing every stoplight as you're already late for work, spilling food on your dress clothes, stubbing your toe on the end of the bed, enduring a public meltdown for your child. No, dig deeper. Keep digging. I'm not talking either about the more serious complaints coming down with a sickness at the most inopportune time, facing an unexpected car repair when you're already feeling strapped for cash, having a boss who keeps piling on work with little thanks or praise. No, keep digging. Dig deeper. Dig all the way down to your deepest hurts, your sticking point with God. painful past of abuse, experiencing a messy divorce, having a loved one die way sooner than they should have, much sooner than you were prepared for, losing your job or your legacy because of one lapse of judgment being unable to have that child that you so desperately want. It's not a place that we want to go, but we all have something buried down there, a bone to pick with the Almighty, a sticking point with our God. It's the thing that makes us question God's love for us. It's the thing that's the biggest obstacle in our walk of faith. It's that thing that leads us to wonder if God is maybe out to get us. It's the thing that we just can't move past, no matter how many sermons we hear, how many Bible classes we attend. Job had a sticking point with God, too. It's not hard for us to understand what it was. If you combine all of our sticking points into one day, that is Job. And just listen to these events from a day in Job's life as recorded in Job chapter 1. Now there was a day when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And there came a messenger to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The Chaldeans formed three groups and made a raid on the camels and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, 
Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And behold, a great wind came across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. In one day, Job loses everything. If that's not bad enough, in the very next chapter, his health is taken away too. Job has a massive sticking point with God. And it leads him to wonder if maybe, just maybe, God is out to get him. If the Almighty is out to slay him. So what does Job do when confronted with this massive sticking points. For a while, he holds out hope. Though he slay me, yet I will hope in him, Job declares in chapter 13. Yet after being accused by his friends and confronted with his pain and grief day after day after day, Job finally cracks. He breaks and he questions God. And that's what leads us to our Old Testament reading for today, Job chapter 38. After Job finally breaks and questions God, God turns the tables on Job and starts questioning him. Where were you, Job, when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you when I created all this? Who are you to question me? You know, I think we often have the wrong takeaway from the book of Job. I think if you ask many Christians what the point of the book of Job is, they would say that the point is to be like Job, to emulate Job, to have faith like Job. It's not it. What we see in the book of Job is that even the most righteous among us We'll falter in our faith. We'll have questions. We'll have doubts. We will all be brought to our knees with questions for the Almighty. And when we have those questions, we are not guaranteed any answers. In fact, it is likely that what we will experience is this hidden side of God, the God whose ways are above our ways, the God whose mind is unsearchable. The point of the book of Job is that when you come to God with questions about your divorce, your cancer, your infertility, God might just say to you, how dare you? Who do you think you are questioning me? kind of an unsettling thing. If this is what we got when we have questions for God, if this is what we get, then I just don't know if I can wholeheartedly trust. I don't think I can hope without reservation. I can't. But I know someone who can. 
No, not Job. Jesus Christ. When the hand of God closed in upon Jesus, Jesus did what any of us would. He prayed for a way out. Father, if you are willing, please remove this cup from me, Jesus prays. And yet he ends his prayer with unyielding faith and conviction. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And the will of God was that Jesus should endure a day worse than Job's. A friend who betrays him with a kiss. His closest companions abandoning him in his hour of need. Soldiers who beat him and whip him until he's just a bloody mess. People who mock him, spit on him, curse him out. And on top of all that, at the end of it all, a savage execution as a criminal on a criminal's cross. So what does Jesus do when he is confronted with this sticking point, this potential sticking point with God? What is it that Jesus does? He cries out from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus questions God too, right? not what's going on here it's not what jesus is doing what jesus is doing is he is reciting the very first verse of psalm 22 and in doing so he's referencing all of it and this psalm psalm 22 is not only a way to point forward to his suffering to his crucifixion it is also a psalm of unyielding faith of wholehearted trust in god in the midst of suffering just listen to some of these words from Psalm chapter 22. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. And stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. Jesus is offering up wholehearted trust in his Father. And if all that's not clear enough, then the final words of Jesus final words of Jesus are these. Father, into your hands I commit my spirits. Jesus is the one who could truthfully say, though he slay me, yet I will hope in him. Jesus is the perfect Job, the perfect sufferer. So dear brothers and sisters, when you're confronted with your sticking point with God, don't feign a bold proclamation of faith that just isn't there. Don't try to comfort yourself with empty cliches like, 
everything's going to be all right, or even worse, wrong cliches like God won't give you more than you can handle. Don't think there's something fatally wrong with you if you just can't wholeheartedly trust. Instead of all that, stick with Jesus. Come to the cross and stick with Jesus. When the tragedies of life bring you to your knees, do not be like Job, a man who also doubted. Don't think that you can be like Jesus, a man who never doubted. Now let Jesus be Jesus. Let Jesus be the perfect sufferer. Let Jesus be the one who trusts without reservation. And you come and cling to him with whatever you have. When you are faced with your sticking point, why not make the cross the point that you stick to? Yes, and when you feel like God is out to get you, then remember the cross, stick to the cross and cling to your Savior, the one who was slain by God for you, the one who wholeheartedly trusts for you, the one who hopes without reservation for you. Forget Job, stick with Jesus. Now and forevermore, Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our human understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.